welcome to the socially <laughs> evening. Basically, socially intoxicated evening. <laughs> socially intoxicated. Evening. Welcome to the socially intoxicated awareness podcast. Uh, we are here, the two of us today. Um, yeah, and it's the fourth advent. Welcome. Hi, Toby. How are you doing? I'm all right. I think I already have a. A title for this episode, I think we should call it The One That We Already Started Drunk. That's good. Yeah. Um, I agree because with for, that. Our, for our listeners, uh, Christmas time's approaching, lockdowns have increased. Um, I think Alcohol both, consumption well, has also increased. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uni finished for the year, so uh, yeah, people do be drinking. It's nice. I have my first week off in forever, so I'm just relaxing. I got the PlayStation yeah. yesterday, so I've just been in bed oh, just nice. playing the whole time. It's been amazing. It's good fun. Yeah, understandably so. Yeah. No, I got back home uh, two days ago uh, during the day. So that's very nice, uh, just being able to be back in Germany, um, even though traveling into it was a bit of a stretch because of having to get a test and... Uh, yeah, uh, announcing your presence to the... Uh, no, the travel itself was fine. The yeah. uh, travel itself was perfectly fine. It was more the, uh, the you know, there's no one uh, putting any stones in my way on my way here. It was just, you know, you have to register with the uh, local health authorities and that sort of stuff. Every time you cross the border? Um, at least for the amount of time I'd spent in the Netherlands, I had to announce Fair myself... Enough and come back and I had to, um, unless I wanted to go into a elongated quarantine period, um, I had to present a negative test. Well, I still have to technically. Um, it was stated that they would contact me, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And how did you organize a test in the Netherlands? In Maastricht? Yeah, it, it's relatively simple. Um, to be fair, uh, you know, you have to be, um, you have to be either traveling back from a uh, orange or red country or you have to be presenting symptoms. And to be quite fair, um, just before coming back, I was presenting some symptoms and I was a bit worried, especially because seeing my grandparents and these sort of things. Um, so I had a, I asked to have a test done and I got an appointment quite quickly. Yep, and uh, then it's, it's 48 hours till you get results. And then from there on out, uh, you have 48 hours to get back into Germany. That's good. I'm getting a test on Tuesday, which will be nice right before the holidays. Um, yeah. At my company. Shout out to Boston Scientific. Awesome employer. <laughs> uh, awesome employer so far. <laughs> really cool. No. Uh, yeah, no, it's really, it's, uh, it's a nice thing to have in, in the worst case. Uh, yeah, for, my, for, my, for my situation, it's pretty nice um, how they've stretched out, reached out. Uh, so it's, it, takes, it takes off an extra risk because especially um, during this time where there's so many other influenza type viruses or, 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 things floating around or similar symptoms for like due to this season people freak out a lot plus did you read i read a study or i read an announcement today about a study and i didn't actually read the study but i read the the article about the study that the new strain of coronavirus in the uk supposedly is 70 percent more contagious yeah that's that's the big news going around now i don't know Uh, i'm super interested as is as dangerous as well or even more or way less usually so i was people i was just uh, just before dinner i was also listening to something um regarding it and they were saying how there's no evidence yet of it causing uh more fatal or more um yeah more harmful um 
progressions of disease, but it is more infective. It, the, um, the infection rate is higher, so it'll infect more people per infected person. Um, I'd be personally, I'd be really interested in, in what causes it because I've also heard that um, first tests with the vaccines have shown that the vac vaccine still protects you from it, even the new strain, which would be amazing. I sincerely, sincerely hope that is what is going to happen because yeah, yeah we don't want to go down the road of another vaccine uh, discovery. I'd be personally really interested in what causes the heightened um, infectious rate, infection rates. You know, is it a social factor or is it a, a molecular factor? You know, we'll have to re-examine them at high resolution um, imaging techniques, which is what I do, right? So it'd be super, super cool. Very interesting. Agreed. Just, But in terms of like social behavior, it, it doesn't seem like there was a huge difference. Like, countries like the Netherlands, for example, it seemed pretty much the same, their, their regulations and the way people behaved the last six months, right? Until this new mm. wave hit. But it's, it's really, I don't, I don't think it's come from social behaviors because people's attitudes have been all right. Yeah, I, th I think maybe expressed it wrong. It's more, is it a molecular thing? So has its, I assume its genetics have changed because otherwise they wouldn't be calling it a mutation. Then the question is, um, what part of its surface structure lends itself to being more infectious without more significant disease progressions? So I'm just wondering, is it, you know, is the, is the reason why this is able to spread at such a higher rate, it, what is that due? Is it exclusively a molecular factor? Is it something that lends itself in a certain situation to infect more people? So is it just it is more effective at infecting people within a non-ventilated room or over shorter periods of time through physical contact, these sort of things, you know? I think that'd be interesting. Like, what is the major driving force? Is it just better? Is it just Corona 2.0? Or is it um, a strain that is able better. to... <laughs> like how you described it as better. better. More is evil. <laughs> more, more efficient. Is it more effective? Does it have a higher infectious rate a higher efficacy at infecting um in certain circumstances you know because the way a lot of the way a lot of our um, guidelines are right now is you know the one and a half meter distance the uh not spending elongated periods of time uh in non-ventilated rooms these sort of things um they are built around the the virus strand that we know um and the the spreading thing that we know so if, if this virus it doesn't necessarily have to be significantly better it's something if it's just better at or if it's just more uh, more efficient at infecting us in the situations where we're already putting ourselves into due to our current guidelines. You know, that, that's just the interesting thing, right? Because the evolutionary pressure on it is um, if people are following certain guidelines, um, virus strains that naturally are more prone to excelling or exceeding in certain situations will be the ones that spread more rapidly. So that, that's what I'm thinking. Um, no, but think about. point of the thing is... Um, for the listeners who've made it through the first, what, four episodes, um, they'll maybe know that at this point uh, I'm, I'm studying uh, molecular imaging or uh, medical imaging in general. And so this is hugely, uh, um, yeah, hugely Will you have an to opportunity to uh, work with this specific case in some way? Through the um, I probably won't, um, just because we're still studying. Uh, maybe they'll throw something in. Um, so the next block I have is on clinical imaging. So it might be a thing there. There is research at the uni going around um, for SARS-CoV-1 and SARS-CoV-2. Um, I actually, I was part of it. Well, not part. I listened to a talk uh, we had through work. You should have said back. part of. 
Yeah, I should have, but I don't want to mislead anyone thinking you led the talk that I'm anyone, um, which I'm not yet. Um, no, it just be it just be very interesting. Cool. I don't know what to say to that. I oh, there's nothing, not much to say to it that. Is it's, fascinating. It's I, I, I agree that to where it, it might come from, like, and what the driver behind this increased contagiousness is, because usually people have assumed it was because people, the way they interact, and you take that yeah. out of the equation, you'd expect it to minimize and not come back even. It's like it's adapted to that, and uh, that's kind of scary, to be honest, too. Yep. In in some way, uh, so I fully agree that f finding that out would be uh, would be fascinating. Yep. yep. Um. So, so I yeah, go. No, I was going to ask okay. you what's what's going on with you. Uh, tell me about the painting. Mm. So as all of the audience can't see, we should definitely talk about a visual thing as we do in every episode because uh, I I feel like that's sort of our thing, right? Yeah, I know that's. This like will be our completely, hashtag. completely misuse the format of communication <laughs> that we have. You know that that's what we were talking about with our deaf audience. Um, that's we can now talk about in our audio-based podcast. We can talk about a visual thing. I think that'll make a lot of a lot of sense. <laughs> a lot of sense. I agree. Here, wait. What else I can do is she breathe? Oh, I have to take the background off. Oh, are you? So uh, I think what Scott's about to show. Is um, he is building, and uh, we will finish together a um, little night table um, that is covered in old bottle caps that he's collected over the years, um, and he's arranging them in a pattern um, atop this uh, atop this panel of wood uh, built atop um, uh, legs made of Guinness crates, and we'll be um, yeah we'll be covering it in epoxide or in another um, sort of see-through uh, liquid for this sort of stuff. I forget the English term. Um, yeah. A resin, building a little but we're not going yes. to use resin. We're not going to use No, we're resin. not, but I don't know what Spachtelmasse is in English. It's basically the shit that you put in between tiles. Oh, silicon. No, there's two different. So um, there's one made like a silicon-based one, then there's another one that's um, more hard that turns into a really hard substance. It's less silicone mm. and that one you can use for this and that works out pretty well but i'm kind of scared about it but we're getting most of it glued on so that's cool and then yeah we'll get the rest done tomorrow and that'll be fun yeah but it the painting yeah that'll be i'm really excited about it it'll fit really well into the living room um but the the painting um is coming along really nicely shout out to anya again because the glasses she managed to do the way it kind of reflects and stuff that must have been really tough to do uh the 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 way it reflects the light and um that looks amazing i'm really excited to hang that up yeah yeah oh, i see the picture um have we talked about what the painting is or is that a secret for when it becomes our um our logo i think we might have mentioned it fair but um, well, for in that the case, sake of people who haven't listened to other episodes, which are probably most of them, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's not reveal what it is until we can change our logo from yeah. a boring ass PowerPoint. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Self-made thing. Well, it's yeah, it's better than nothing, huh? Well, the worst thing I is that Spotify nice. cuts out 
the part of Most the picture. Of so, yeah, so you <laughs> can't really read what it fucking. That yeah, doesn't matter. That yeah. that's not important. That won't draw viewers in. Who cares about the picture? Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. I mean, who cares about drawing viewers in? You know. Absolutely, I don't. I mean, we're only doing a podcast. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Who needs viewers? We need but listeners. I can tell a funny story. Um, something funny happened to me. I'm, I, I took advice from a meme. Okay. Yeah. And it was a life hack meme. And the life hack meme was um, if you put your toaster on – Toby's waving. If you put your toaster on your side, on its side, you can put pizza in it. And then it'll shoot the pizza out onto your plate, and it's basically like a quick oven, and you can quickly get uh-huh. pizza heated. So, I've and I've read this over and over again for a year. So I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll just try it. Um, what ended up happening is put the pizza in, and it was about done. And then when it shot up, everything went dark. The whole house, even downstairs. <laughs> Everything went dark. No. Everything shot out. Like one one part of like the pizza piece was warm. However, everything was out. <laughs> so I had to flick the switch back in. <laughs> oh, what did you do? Well, I think I learned that you can't put a toaster on its side and use it. <laughs> I think it's bad, and that's how terrible human electronics still is: is that you can't use a gadget oh, on its side, and Dude. because of the safety, uh, um. Yeah, the fuse. Things they, the safety fuses they put in, they're so sensitive nowadays. Well, it shoots it right out. So downstairs, Yana's parents were watching like soccer and like her dad was really into the game and then it just turned oh, off. No. <laughs> it's like, whoops. Well, what must have happened is, you know, some, some sort of conductive liquid must have dropped onto the, onto the wire for this sort of shit to happen. Oh, man. Really? Because che- cheese, cheese did leak, but... I don't. I, it can't be cheese. Cheese can not no, be the reason. I, I figure it's probably some sort of fat based in there. Um, but it, that's really but it lucky. Was, I've, I've seen the though. same like life hack videos. I've seen, yeah, I've that seen was similar so ones. Amazing. You know, people was making so like grilled cheeses in there, and I'm like, God, this this seems too good to be true, right? As soon as it shoots <laughs> out the little thing, well, shoot it across your floor, uh, buddy. <laughs> no, that part worked really well. It, I caught it. It, it just. Uh, 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 killed the fuse you know yeah oh man <laughs> uh dude i i got nothing like i don't have anything that funny to report um it, yeah it was funny i laughed about like, it yeah it sounds like a you know pretty stupid story <laughs> i enjoy it um let me think what's i don't know man like my life hasn't been super interesting recently just because we had the exam on wednesday and then the presentation on friday um, so I've mostly been studying and then on Friday um, we had our presentation and I stayed over at my friend's house after and we just started day drinking. That's <laughs> all we really did um, and played a bunch of uh, uh, the, the new Crash Bandicoot game on PS4 Ooh. and Mario Kart and she has a dog. Um, her name's Seven, the dog, not not my friend. Um, which was very cool to just hang around. It was pretty, it was seven minutes day. in seven. <laughs> seven minutes in seven, you know what they say. You know the game Seven um, Minutes in Heaven? I do. Okay. Isn't it five minutes in heaven, though? I thought it was seven. I wish it I was guess seven. It, Maybe I wish I guess it was it, seven. I guess it just depends on how hardcore your college party or well, your high school party is. 
this was this was primary school. <laughs> oh, it's primary school. Uh, I don't know how the states are in this, dude. But that's a good that's a good topic to talk about. What is the ideal number of minutes in heaven? You know, because how long do you need in a dark closet and wardrobe? Like, how what what's your goal? These sort of things? okay, not not what Catholics believe to be heaven. Uh, well, we can also talk about that. That'd be funny. If you died during an operation, if your heart stopped and you went to the afterlife before being reanimated, what is the minimum amount of numbers? What's the speed run for staying for like dying on an operating table and going to heaven and coming back or going to hell? Like what's the minimum amount of numbers you need to experience the afterlife? How long like, does it you take speed, to get there? Can you speed run God instantly? You die, you're instantly there. And then you have X amount of minutes to stay there and do what you need to do. So the achievements would be like figuring out the meaning of life, seeing your own personal heaven or hell, maybe seeing like, uh, like, uh, you know, dead friends, dead relatives, you know, these sort of things. How, how quickly can you speed run it? Good question. Back to the point of how many minutes in heaven, <laughs> in terms of heaven being a closet, I still was thinking about that. Uh-huh. And, are we are we defining grade to be high school? Uh, I don't care, man. I would say seven, maybe. Yeah, seven. Seven. Okay. I'd argue five because it's just like you know, it, it probably it, it gets awkward after a certain amount of minutes. You know, it's like if if you're in high school, if you're both not knowing what you're doing and. You know, you have the whole explorative thing and it's like, oh yeah, this is nice. And then at some point it's like, hmm, what am I doing? And this, uh, this has a time limit. Hmm, yeah, let know. me, fair point. Let me change my answer to 6.9 minutes. Nice. Either that or four minutes and 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be some kind of this is, this is what you subscribe for. Exactly. That, weed and sex jokes. It's hey, there's worse. There's a lot worse. Ah, is there worse in a, a podcast audio format on Spotify? Well, we made the top of some chart. <laughs> Go us, right? Hey, whoever's keeping track of this, <laughs> uh, I would thoroughly enjoy if, like, we continue doing this shit and like. At like episode 100, we still haven't changed, <laughs> and it's still just this. For like our two friends who listen to this, I'd be thoroughly happy. Me too. Me too. We it would mean we have loyal uh, people who yeah. are on who are always. Listening. It'd be like remember when we were at the Royal Republic concert a couple of years back in Eindhoven, and um, they were saying like, "Yeah, guys, we really appreciate you guys. We know like we really appreciate how hard you guys are going. We know we're not like the most lyrically deep or the most talented people, but we got energy, man. We got energy, and that's why you're here, and that's why we're here. I would just, I just like, want that, you know? <laughs> that was also there? the next song. They started picking up the standing beer tables, and they exactly. started passing them <laughs> yeah. through the crowd. That was so dumb. I love it. Uh, you, man, that was a good impersonation of Adam right there. Uh, thank you. Uh, maybe he'll... Maybe he'll get back to me one day. If you uh, if you ever need a impersonator, just hit me up. I uh, my Swedish accent is phenomenal. You'd have to cut your hair though. Well, I plan on cutting it soon, anyways, if if COVID allows it, because I do want to donate it at some point now. It is getting to the point of where it's so long. 
that I'm thinking it's probably just better to donate it now. I I have the length for it. I can finally do it. So. Well, you couldn't beforehand. Well, it it needs to be at least twenty five centimeters, and I would like to have some sort of haircut afterwards. So I let it grow out to thirty, which it is now. And uh, yeah. It's got to be longer. Uh no. Nope, 30-ish. Maybe 31, 29, something like that. It is uneven at some point, but not terrible. Do I have longer hair than you? Uh, I wouldn't think so. I thought, okay, interesting. Interesting, because I measured... This is weird that we're talking about measuring our hair because I also wanted to donate mine at one point whenever I cut it off. Uh But you... You also get a nice like uh, um, monetary exemption for or monetary benefit from 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 donating your hair, which is yeah, I guess like incentive. 30, 40 bucks or something. The nice incentive to save money on not going to the hairdresser, <laughs> to then get paid to give your hair away. So yeah, um, I'm looking forward to doing that eventually. But I measured mine and it was like 35, I think. Hmm. But that was all the way to the like scalp. Which is how you measure it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yours is longer. <laughs> this is such an odd conversation. Hey, it's what we're known for. Absolutely. That's most of the comments <laughs> I get, too. It's, oh my god, this is just so hilarious because it's super awkward. Well, most of the comments I get is, this is literally just me listening to a phone call between you and Scott. I got that, and then the episode That was the two. first one. I haven't heard that one since the first episode. Where I is think. it? Epi- we got, I got such amazing feedback. Like the, All the people I talked to really, really enjoyed episode two. With um, Gina? With, with Gina, yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, that was already on peak. We're never going to get there again. Exactly. And then ever since then, I've just been like getting, like, ah, I stopped listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. Cool. So what are you planning to do over Christmas during the COVID times? Um, I actually just ordered a new book. It's called Rhythm of War by Brandon Sanderson. It's uh, number four in a quintology. So in a, uh, in a series of five books. Uh, I've long awaited it. I haven't had time to read it um, after it came out on, I think it was 27th of October, something like that, um, or September. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to reading it. Uh, it should arrive Tuesday, hopefully. Um, yeah, it's about uh, it's it's a long story to get into, but it's a fantasy world that is incredibly well written. Uh, Brandon Sanderson is a phenomenal fantasy author, right? Uh, for the listeners, I mostly read like fantasy just because um, when I read non-scientific stuff, I just want to you know not have to think and more imagine, uh, be creative about it rather than uh, thoughtful. And Brandon Sanderson is a phenomenal author there. Um, he wrote one of my favorite books as a kid, which was the Mistborn trilogies, or trilogy, and then the second trilogy. So, yeah, technically tr- trilogies, I guess, uh, which were incredibly good. And he has a whole, like, cinematic universe in a book, essentially, called Cosmere going on, which is phenomenal. So if you're looking to read something fantasy-related, uh, Brandon Sanderson, uh, the first book of the tri- uh, Mistborn trilogy, highly recommended. Um, the Stormlight Archives also highly recommended. That's the uh, the quintilogy of which I'm just reading the fourth book. I'm not sure if quintilogy is a real term. I might just be making that up. Um, 
I think I've heard it in terms of movie um, consecutive movies. Mm. It makes, but it sounds more like a word that that does exist, but no one ever uses. Let me check. Anyway, that's another interesting topic. You should. Um, I haven't talked to you about this in forever, but how's your uh, your own book series going? And your you should tell the listeners a little bit about that. I mean, there isn't that much to say. Um, I think so. I think so. <laughs> I'm just writing it for fun. It's um, it's based on it's it's essentially fan fiction. Huh? It's based on the works of Drew Hayes, uh, my favorite, my favorite author, and my favorite, uh, and the author of my favorite uh, trilogy of all times. They're called Superpowers, or well, it's four books actually, five if you count the spinoff. Uh, they're called Superpowers. Um, it's a very sweet story about um, these outsider kids um, coming together in college and living this like secret life as um, superheroes in training. Very sweet, incredibly well written. Um, wonderful story and adaptation incredible work and uh, i was really into it when i was um in my second to last year of high school um and it just really clicked with me it was published as a web series so week by week um so i started reading it in 2014 and the 2014 maybe and then i followed the weekly release all the way into my second year of college so it's really stuck with me a long time and um at some point i just started i started translating them and that was a bit too much work and um, I just started writing a bit of like uh, fan fiction in universe, um, trying to keep up with it because it's incredibly well world built. Um, yeah, so no, it's, it's going all right. Um, I haven't done too much work on it uh, lately, but it, it's coming along, you know, just writing it for, for the sake of it, just writing it to get some of my thoughts out. So how um, many pages have you written about this? Ooh, that is a good question. That's a very good question because I don't write it continuously. I write it in different word documents per short story. Um, I couldn't tell you there, there may be like two to 3000 words per thing. And I have maybe, maybe eight of them. Maybe not. I'd have to look it up. Um, yeah, maybe eight, maybe, let me, let me, uh, window sign one here yeah but that's i mean that's quite a bit because i remember years ago we, we were on a walk and you told me about all the different um superheroes you were you had already thought through and how you were going to connect them and uh i thought about that recently and i was like damn man you have a whole marvel universe in your head that still has to be put to paper yeah i mean it's it's a lot of fun you know um i think it sort of took a step back when i started um dming a lot for D D. Um, which was three years ago, roughly. Um, just dungeon because a lot master of the, for the exactly novel. dungeon or game mastering, yeah. Just because of a lot of the attention I have for, you know, creating something um, that is just based in creativity and in fantasy has been going towards DMing, just because it is a lot more work because you're interacting with people. You know, you're not writing a story; you are interacting in one. You're just part of one. Um, so it takes a bit more preparation. At the same time, also a bit less. But yeah, it's, it's been progressing. I actually, uh, having looked at my folder now, I see I have just, well, recently, I say, um, the latest new project I started on it was on the 27th of April. 
which was when I was going through a bit of a rough patch during uh, COVID in the initial beginnings. And I was just writing down um, with one of my favorite characters in it. Um, I was just writing down like in their perspective, you know, how going through isolation and going through loneliness felt a bit, you know, so it's, it is a nice way of A, just getting a bit of creativity and then B, sort of dealing with your own feelings a bit. Yeah, yeah, because your writing does reflect your state of mind in some way. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, if, if there's any listeners out there who do this sort of stuff, I'd love to hear about it. Um, so I do think there's a lot of things you can learn about yourself just by, by writing down a few thoughts and giving them whatever shape you want. Here, let me see this one. Yeah, so I have I have another one in here which wasn't based in universe, but was just me writing about this. Like, was it? It's a band of eight soldiers who are fleeing this, uh, who are like running away from a battlefield, and it's sort of a bit about like what it means to leave something behind that you were committed to. I wrote this when I was in a period of my own life where I was like, oh hey, should I should I leave this? Should I stay in this? Yeah, it's a uh, very yeah. Oh, you somewhat, say? somewhat like a diary. Yeah, di somewhat like a diary, almost a bit therapeutic at some point, I think. Um, I'm not sure if I'd like really share a lot of the stories, you know, just because writing for yourself is one thing, especially if you put something of yourself into it, you know, something you're dealing with and you, um, you're open about it, then actually sharing the stories is maybe, a, yeah, it's just making me, like right now I'm thinking about it, like would I share this like on the podcast, would I read it out or something? And I'm like, ah, I'm not sure. That's um, fine. I mean, that's your call. No, yeah. But, no, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, I think I really learned a lot about myself in writing these in the first place. Good to know. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. What about you? I see two wine glasses in the background there. Were you having a romantic dinner before this? Oh, yeah, we had the most romantic dinner ever. We made burgers and fries. Ooh. And had the rest of the wine that we got from, or that I got for Christmas from my department, uh, ah. my company. And because my boss, she's Italian, she was part of the gift organization mm -hmm. committee thing. Uh, so it's all Italian sourced food. So we had like really nice um, pasta with uh, pesto and then like mm -hmm. a couple other Italian snacks. And the wine, which uh, turned out to be really good. So we had the rest just now. Or oh, that's almost the rest. They're not quite empty, as you can see. Perfect. Another visual scene description. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, for the viewers, if you've ever seen a three-quarter full glass of wine, you can probably imagine what this looks like. Three quarters? Well, yeah, maybe one. Yeah, yeah, actually, not three quarters. Uh, one, one quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Cool. So what else is going on with you? <laughs> I feel like I just got out of a huge monologue. Um, you take over. Um, I give mean, me yeah, I'll give you something. Um, how does it feel to be uh, the winner of the Formula One bet? Not great, because I know we're not going to be able to have the meeting in any real time soon. Plus, we're meeting tomorrow, which I'm really looking forward to, but I have yep. all the beer, so like, <laughs> I won't be getting free beer. So there's not much... Um, to celebrate right now and it's an easy pick so I, I kind of 
knew this was coming. Plus, Hamilton won it a few weeks back mm. already. So I'm happy yeah. about it, but I don't think I'll pick Hamilton next year just for the sheer potential excitement of of maybe having a not so easy victory. You know. Yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I mean, I, that's what I've been picking Verstappen for, right? <laughs> You, yeah, you he, would be, he the, would be my next pick. Like, yeah. honestly. You start picking the guy you want to see win rather than the guy who you think is going to win. Depending oh. on what Ferrari does, maybe Sainz, Sainz or, or Leclerc. I don't know. Dude, uh, complete change of topic because I just saw it in the background. Uh, I still have my Hurricane ticket. You still I have just, your Hurricane ticket? Yeah, because we, yeah. Uh, we both had it uh, oh, put yeah. on for next That's year, right? Topic. Yeah, yeah, I'm psyched about that. I'm not sure if it's going to mm. uh, be feasible to go unless it works with like COVID tests and stuff that you just have a negative one. Maybe that would be cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm definitely keeping the ticket because by now the money I spent on it, I've like, it's back in the bank by this time because COVID, I think everybody saved quite a bit of money in terms of like people in our age group where you could easily go back and live with your parents. Um, the, that not to sound snobby or anything. Uh, if you were in the privileged situation of yes. being able to save money, yes, you it was quite an, an okay time to save money. <laughs> exactly. So I'm all for supporting uh, any kind of festival or concert um, uh, organizations and and folks just to to be able to maybe go eventually. That'd be really cool. Yeah. And the lineup is really awesome. And a lot of the bands have released more material now due to Corona because they've just had more time in the studio. Like Bring Me the Horizon released an amazing album uh, or like a long LP, uh, EP. I don't know. The nine song album. It's pretty good. It's uh, back to their old stuff. It's a lot harder. It starts off with like almost like a death core song, more like like really hard metal, and then it they build in some electro elements along the lines. And they feature Baby Metal, who's like Korean star, uh, and it, it's 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 a really good piece of work. It's um, called a posthuman, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really good. Parasite Eve is an amazing song. I think it was my favorite song of the year on Spotify, or according to Spotify. Uh, that's definitely something I can recommend. I'm looking forward to concerts. I'm so yeah. looking forward to concerts. Agreed. I'm, it's one of the big things I noticed how much I miss them, right? I mean, you, you always were more into music than I was in, in the recent years. Yeah, nah. But I feel like nah, for, you, know, you're, you have more depth when it comes to music. Um, but the, the point wasn't that. The point was going to concerts was something I didn't appreciate as much when, it, when we were able to go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I just now re- well I realized through this how much I miss it you know the the atmosphere the the ability to just let go it it's such a such a unique experience to really go to a concert and and be part of something like that it's it's so nice it's a shame absolutely it's yeah you just let go and you live in the moment and you're just feeling the music and uh, everybody around you is you're cool with one another. Everybody's just happy. And it's such an amazing thing to now miss. Uh, when we are able to go back into concerts, man, I'm going to be buying tickets left and right. Be, like, mm. 
I don't care about lack of sleep or whatever, but I, I need to, uh, I, I really miss concerts. It's going to be so good to go to a festival eventually. Absolutely. It'd be um, with My Chemical Romance making a comeback tour. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be a dream. You know, I don't even care who it is. If they're like semi-decent, I'll, I'll go see them. It, yeah, fair, fair. Just, just to the point of, you know, want to support them, et cetera. So all that stuff will be really cool. Agreed. Oh, well. Yeah, man. I need uh, to get another beer. I need to go peep. Uh, do you want to pause the recording real quick? I will pause the recording. And we're back. Um, yeah, so then another thing I want to talk about for a week or so now, um, what's slowly been trickling through in the news for any uh, Marvel fans who still like to follow future movies, especially Spider-Man, because he now kind of carries the whole franchise. Um, really cool news. They've confirmed Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire as well mm. as the actor for Doc Ock in the second Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, all featuring in the next Tom Holland Spider-Man. I've even heard um, Willem Dafoe is in the talks yes. for making Return as Green Goblin. They're going to multiverse the shit out of this, man. It's going to be so amazing. And for anybody who's seen Miles Morales, which is just an incredible movie, uh, in the they, they feature all these different spider men and women and all different variations of a spider-man and, and spider people spider people <laughs> one of them's a and, robot yeah and one of them's a pig and <laughs> a, a, looney, a looney tune uh <laughs> no so they're gonna mix that up and now they're gonna put it into the actual uh spider-man that's been involved with the avengers etc and bring in all these old uh, or, or different versions of spider-man and their foes and enemies which is Man, that movie could be four hours long. I'd watch it yeah. immediately. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very excited for it. I think if done well, this could be a, a phenomenal step. Um, I mean, because it opens the door for, for so many things, right? Because the, um, the rights acquisition for X-Men, I think, has already happened um, or is in talks. Um, I think this would be a wonderful way of combining the already pre-existing well lore trivia pre-existing films you know in, into one thing because multiverse theories and that sort of shit is so established in comic book lore you know why not why not bring it to the big screen it'd be great and they've they well they've they've sold it so far they've made it really passable not like a bullshit excuse or just a way to make money they've kind of actually managed to put it into their whole storyline over the last and then built it into their, their storyline in the last decade, which is, it's incredible. And this could be another like re-upping finale kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You bring, and then um, using that multiverse, you bring in Jake Gyllenhaal again, uh, playing a oh man. I forgot his name now. The evil Mysterio. Mysterio. Thank you. Bringing him back on the whole drone thing, which I thought was amazing in the last Spider-Man. Anyway, mm-hmm. it, it, the the options are just and then Doctor Strange is also confirmed for that movie. So yeah, see that's the thing. I, I figure with Doctor Strange, um, they have such a wonderful opportunity of um, having that link, you know, um, because with the Time Stone uh, previously destroyed or well destroyed now, but um, seeing it to different futures, we already have sort of the um, it's been established that it is not a linear timeline. There's interaction uh, within it and parallel 
realities uh, could be possible. And I'm, I'm very excited also for um, Doctor Strange, uh, what's it called? Uh, Into the Multiverse, the one where uh, with him and uh, Scarlet Witch. I, I just think it's a very, very interesting avenue to explore. Scarlet Witch? Yeah, uh, Wanda Romanoff. Oh, oh, oh. It's, no, not Romanoff. That's uh, Black, Black Widow. Wanda. Yes. The, Wanda. the red, the redhead with the way too large. Um... Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen. Yes. Um, her character. Yeah. Scarlet Witch, um, who's now starring in the, uh, what is it? Uh, the Witch and the Vision? Something like that. The, the Disney original. Man, they announced, they announced so They announced quite, quite a few. Yeah. But um, both her and Doctor Strange have been sort of confirmed to have uh, time and reality meddling abilities that mess with the mind and the perception of things. So it'd be very well, interesting her, to see how that I mean, you see goes. Wanda's influence from the moment she's introduced in the Age of Ultron, right? Yeah. Where, where she, she then instills the fears or makes them see their own fears or something. And that kind of breaks them from within. Yeah, but, but the, the fears they saw were semi-prophetic, right? Because Thor had a vision of, of the Infinity Stones, for example, and of greater threats to come. So it, it would be quite interesting because if, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure if this was what they thought of when they wrote it originally, but there, there is the idea of uh, Wanda's powers also being slightly um, prophetic, slightly being influenced by time and space, uh, similarly to uh, Doctor Strange, who also had his time manipulation, his, uh, his weirder powers from the eye of Agamotto. Um, he has so, less yeah, powers I, now, you think? Uh, well, the time stone as a stone as one entity has been destroyed, right? It's, it's his powers weren't related, now. but his powers weren't no, but related. It was, one of, it was one of his big weapons. And when he looked into the future to see how to beat Thanos, he used the, uh, the time stone to do it. Yes. Oh, fair. But, I mean, his job literally is, like, keeper of the time stone to protect it. Yeah, but the time stone's gone. I, I know. Yeah, but he doesn't necessarily use the time stone in every other situation otherwise anyway. Yeah, exactly. Right? No, like which is what I'm trying to say. Right? He used it, so it's not like with, he always had that. No, but it's what I'm trying to say, right? With, with the Time Stone and um, the ability doc, abilities Dr. Stones has um, displayed since, uh, they're, they're, the groundwork has been laid for the existence of parallel timelines, of um, differences, you know, like a bit of um, Schrodinger-esque um, before a decision, before an interaction has been made. We cannot be certain what the outcome of it will be. So there's multiple possible states, these sort of things. Mm -hmm. um, and with Wanda, similar powers have been displayed. So I think it'd be quite an interesting avenue to pursue. So back to Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly. The way the last Spider-Man movie ended is that Mysterio called out Spider-Man and told the world who he was. This guy's Peter Parker and he killed me, etc. So, kind of got a little bit of bad press. And um, how do you think they're going to tie that in? Do you think he's going to be abolished from everyone and then all these other spider people come in from the past and, and bring all their villains? And then there's this massive fight where they all help each other up. And then Tom Holland, Spider-Man, saves the massive day and he's the hero hero. And then everybody's like, ooh. I mean... Till I'm proven guilt, till I'm proven wrong somewhere else, I would actually say 
the other spider men, the other spider figures, and the other like the characters who are taking them from other things. They're not going to have a huge role. I don't think they're going to be like super crucial. They're going to be. I, I imagine them to be more cameos at this point. I would love for it to be different, but as of right now, I think they'll probably be more a cameo thing. It would be so much cooler if they weren't cameos. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I understand why they would be cameos. Uh, speaking of cameos, um, they won't have a uh, Stan Lee cameo, will they? Will this be the first one? Ooh, good question. Because um, Stanley died a year ago or so? Two? They had prepared a few more cameos before his passing. So his last published cameo was after his death. Um, let me see. I believe his last cameo might have been in uh, Endgame. He definitely was in... When did Miles Morales come out? Um, so that movie was called Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And it came out... Um, he After? was he was, he had a cameo in that. I'm not sure if he if he voiced his own cameo because it was animated. That's what I'm I saying. I would assume so. Uh, I think did it come out before Endgame, which came out. That's what I'm asking because that might be his last. Uh, surely there's people on Reddit who have already written about this. No, uh, Endgame came out after Into the Spider Verse. Homecoming. No, wait. The second Spider-Man came out after Endgame, it didn't did. it? Yeah. That one would be his last. If he had one in there. I think so. Um, let me see. No, he wasn't. Um, he didn't have a cameo in Far From Home. So Endgame was the last one. Yeah, looks like it. They straight up didn't use him. Use any of the footage they had for Spider-Man. Um, doesn't seem like it. It depends on what kind of um, what kind of footage they'd um, acquired before. Huh? Fair enough. But they can probably CGI him into any movie from now on, anyway. If you look at what they could. terrible things think... Star Wars put into their huge movies and big roles. <laughs> uh, I don't think they will. It's sort of a the the mystique of it, um, only being in certain movies um, from here on outwards. I think the mystique of it will stop them from just adapting it to every movie. Also, it takes something away from what it initially was. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. By the way, Toby, I have a present for you. Oh? Yeah. Didn't yeah. you already get me something? No. But then I stumbled across something the other day, and I was like, fuck yeah, that's perfect for Toby. Okay. So you will get your birthday present. Let's do it. It's well, called I, birthday present, yeah. Well, I am excited. Yeah, I think it's something that most people would go, ugh. But you would go, yay! <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> so, what a way of introducing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited and scared. 
<laughs> it's not that big, so don't worry. No. <laughs> well, I look forward to it. Yeah, it'll be fun to see you tomorrow. We haven't we haven't seen each other in person for quite some time, huh? Oh, I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. Yeah, we can just have a lot of beers. But not. You should come. What time can you come over? Because um, the earlier we start, the better. Because I have to drive over to um, Kakrata tomorrow uh, or Tuesday to get my test. Oh, I see. Uh, I can probably do quite early. I have nothing planned. Let me check. Yep. Yeah, no, I should be free. Dope. I can even cool. come and pick you up if you want. Uh, sure. Yeah. Because why not? I might. I might just go home and then. Um, I'll keep you posted, though. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. No worries if it doesn't work. Um, Wait, this is on the podcast now. Damn, I, I keep it, it, I switch out of the podcast mode. No, so but quickly. we're on podcast mode. Well, let's do this, dear listeners. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. We enjoy every single one of you. If you want to get in touch with us, tough luck. If you don't have our phone numbers, you can't. But maybe one day you can. Well, there is we an hope- Instagram page. I, I heard a myth. Oh, there is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, um, if you can find you wanna, our name, good luck. Do you want to plug your Instagram, Scott? No. No, okay. Well, dear listeners, in that case, um, we hope you have very merry holidays. Um, we hope that you are safe and healthy and that the people with you and around you get to be able to say the same things. Um, times are tough and it is not. it is easy to take things for granted when they're good. So please take a moment to reflect upon the things of the people in your life that you love, uh, like I love Scud. And um, just make sure to be happy and love each other and bring compassion and love into the world. And then we see you next week or we hear you next week. And uh, you'll hear from us. You will hear from us, whether you like to or not, that's a threat. Um, And we hope that you have a wonderful Christmas if you celebrate um, Hanukkah Shamea, if if we're late in the or since we're late but yeah um we hope that you're happy and we hope that you can make other people happy all the best good words good words have a wonderful week goodbye merry merry christmas happy holidays